What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Swing Round Podcast. Uh, it is trade deadline day. It has just gone past 7pm here in the UK, which means all the trades have been ratified, sealed, done, signed, delivered. Woj has dropped his bombs. Uh, and as ever, Louis and Lewis are here to break it down with me of everything that's gone on. If there's been any bargains, if there's been any busts and any teams that have absolutely fumbled the bag. And I think that there's going to be a few that we bring up today. Um, chaps, where do we want to start on trade deadline day? Um. I think the one that may, or maybe at the top we should just go for the one that's just most recently broke, and that's the, the Ola Depot to the Miami Heat trade. Yeah, break it down. What's, what's well, the whole trade? Let us know. Um, so, so just, just as you're aware as well, there are, there are trades coming through right now because it is 20 past seven as we're recording this. So there are still trades coming through that have, have snuck under the works or, I mean, they all have to be signed and done by seven, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that they've, they're, they're finished by then. Yeah. I'm fully expecting a couple to come through as we recalled, like maybe yeah. not any big ones, but I think this is, this is the big one that's come through right now. So Houston, they traded Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek and a draft swap. Now, um, I've heard of some yellow stickers at the supermarkets. Like if you go at the end of the day and you get a really good deal on reduced items, it's pretty much the analogy I can use here for what the Heat have done with Victor Oladipo. It does feel like a bit of a, a paltry return for a man. Okay, it's, it's a lot. It's getting a long time ago now. I think we've said a couple times in this podcast, like uh, previously in previous podcasts anyway, that Oh, if Oladipo gets back to his self when he won the most improved player that season a couple of years ago, where he was just unreal, all defense, just all 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 round unbelievable stuff. Um, he's had a really tough injury to come back from. He hasn't really fully recovered from it. Shown flash, he's had decent games, but never put together like the consistent body of work he done in that season. Um, so I'm taking that into account. Um, and just sort of like his trade value has plummeted. He's probably not going to re-sign there. He's a free agent in the off-season. So it strikes me as this was the best they could get for him. Um, but I do, I think, have to call into the question, the sort of decision-making of the Houston front office. I know Darren Moore uh, headed that for, you know, how, how long he was there. I don't know, like 13 years or so um, before. And since then, it's gone off the rails a bit because basically... If we're looking at it from a big picture perspective, they traded James Harden, uh, November uh, no, it wouldn't have been November, like December, January time, um, for what has basically turned out to be <laughs> Kelly O'Linick, Avery Bradley, a draft swap. I know they got some picks as well, so that's fine. Um, but I think we can safely say they've kind of fumbled the bag on that one. I don't know about you two. I mean, they're obviously planning for the future so when you put it in 
in the terms you did, it makes it seem worse than it is. But because, like, for example, do you think when they traded for Oladipo that they were the intention was to keep Oladipo? Um, I think they wanted like an all-star player to go along with loads of picks, kind of like what a lot of people have got, really. For, for you know these big stars when they move about, say like Anthony Davis, they got Ingram, Lonzo Ball, that type of stuff. Um, mm. The Clippers got, uh, the, sorry, the Thunder got Shea Gilgis for Paul George, you know that type of thing. Yeah. Um, so I do think they wanted that bona fide star and maybe yeah. to try and keep him to stay. I- I think it was one of those things where they took the chance on him maybe choosing to stay, but they were fully prepared for him to leave and them to have more space to do other things in the future. But regardless of saying that, even though, as I said before, when you put it the way you put it, it makes it seem very bad. It's still bad when you give up someone like James Harden and you're ending with something like this when you look at, another team like OKC. I know it's different situations, but OKC have got 34 picks for the next seven years, 17 first and 17. So like they have really done well to set themselves up for the future. And I feel like Houston, whilst they do have players, well, they do have players like John Wall and Boogie Cousins who, you know, could, could come out gone, good. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, they got yeah, Wood. okay, well maybe not then. <laughs> John Wall, who is obviously a good player, but it doesn't look like they've set themselves up fantastically so you definitely have to say that Houston don't come out looking particularly good on this one and the other thing I'd say is when I looked at because I was surprised I mean we were all surprised when we saw what they gave up for a deep because I was thinking maybe someone like a Duncan Robinson would be going the other way but what it says to me seeing it is there mustn't have been that much interest for a depot from other teams for that to be the trade that went through Oh, yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that regard. I'm not really sort of bashing the trade if that's what they could get for it and he's not going to mm. re-sign there. I think I'm more now questioning the process of the previous decision with James Harden because yeah. one thing I don't think you mentioned there that I think makes it even worse is they could have had Ben Simmons. Um, he was on the table. That, that's been widely reported. But they chose to go this route with Victor Oladipo. They didn't even get like Jared Allen or Karis Levert or someone. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they could have had Karis Levert and Jared Allen or Ben Simmons, but they've ended up with Kelly Olynyk. And as we were discussing earlier this week, George, Jared Allen, who's probably going to get like a a decent amount of money this summer, a few teams interested in him. So clearly he's got a bit of value as well, probably more value than Oladipo. So I think they just fumbled this whole situation. But um, yeah, that's just my take on it. Yeah. From a Miami perspective, it's looking yeah. pretty good. <laughs> We're talking about Houston a lot. Miami being able to get Oladipo and not having to give up one of Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson, which is what people were theorizing would happen, it's definitely a win for them. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, Georgia, I don't know if you want to go. I mean, yeah, I don't want to stay too much on this because there's a lot of deals that have mm. happened, but it, it, just in general, it's been, it's a bit of a, we'll probably do some form of ranking of, of who won on trade deadline day at some stage on our socials, but at the minute, the Rockets are taking a massive L, is what I'd say, in terms of uh, of what they've got, especially, I mean, there are rumours on the John Wall buyout as well, but um, mm. we'll stick to, to confirm stuff for the minute. Um I have seen a lot of things about the, the Golden and it's probably the best time to move on to it. So um, obviously you mentioned that the OKC Thunder have got every single pick available to them to the next 500 years. Um, 
but a team that seems to want to match that and, and really battle them tank to tank in terms of the NBA rankings is the uh, Orlando Magic today, <laughs> as they've decided that they no longer want to be a basketball team and they've just let all of their good players go, to be honest. Yeah, they haven't um, Evan Fournier went to the Celtics for, what was it, two second round picks? Was that it? Yeah, yeah, they got the shooting down there. Yeah. Um, Aaron Gordon, he uh, it was looking like it wasn't going to get done, but uh, I believe he's ended up in Denver. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has ended up in Denver and quite quite a nice pickup for Denver, especially considering what they had to give up. I'm sure we'll, yeah, I mean, maybe you rattle on all the ones that the Magic have done off now and we'll get into depth, but just, yeah, yeah, no, quick no, point. So there. Orlando sent, uh, is sending Aaron Gordon to Denver and they got back Gary Harris, RJ Hampton and a first round pick. Yeah, big win for Denver. Yep. And then we've got the Vucevic one as well, of course. Um, the headliner. Yeah. Yeah, the best player to go today so far, I'd say. Yeah, uh, 100%. Well, on current form, I think it is peak Victor Oladipo. You'd probably take him, but Victor Oladipo hasn't been at his peak for quite a while. Uh, what was the full trade for Vucevic again? Wendell Carter, so, Otto Porter. Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, a 2021 first round pick and a 2023 first round pick. And mm. the Bulls got Vucevic and Al Farrakwal and Nino. Uh, yeah, me no. Um We don't have the protections on those picks, so I'm not going to go too in-depth on the picks. Um, which one do we want to start at, actually? Um, we'll start, I mean, on the Vucevic one. I think that's a big win for the Bulls. I'm in, I'm being honest. I'm in for the green. Oh, yeah, so am I. Yeah, 100%. Vucevic in these trades, in these really trade scenarios, well, the, yeah. te- the team that gets the, the player nine times out of ten wins. Yeah, the team that gets the service. best player, yeah. Yeah, like I the mean, team that gets the best player wins in these. And to get an all-star centre to pair up with Zach Levine, which will now appease him as well, for yeah. two first-round picks and that Otto Porter contract. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'll you say, know, I do like Wendell Carter, but uh, yeah, if, if, if Vucevic is on the table for that, you definitely take him. And he's averaging like 24 and nearly 12 this season. He was, And he's shooting really well as well. He was unlucky not to get uh, not to get in the All Star game. Agreed. I and... think you oh, go on. I was just going to say. I think you would say. I mean, I like Wendell Carter Jr. as well. Um, defensively, he's a pretty decent prospect, good passer, and all of that. But I think you would be lucky if Wendell Carter ever got to the level of Nikola Vucevic. Really. Yeah. I mean, and they're different players. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Vucevic is is one of the best big men in the league, so it's hard to turn that down. No, I, I agree, and it kind of signals to you the the type of team that the uh, Chicago Bulls want to be moving forward. They don't want to sort of move and grow with this sort of young team and try and you know develop them. Maybe we'll get in the playoffs eventually. Like signing uh, trading for Vucevic signals to me that they want to make the playoffs this year and with him I think they they do have a very decent chance I think Zach Levine and um, Vucevic will blend quite well together personally I think the pick and roll should be good there Um, I mean we've always said that the main the major issue I think with the Bulls is that they don't have that that uh, dominant or like natural playmaker but I'm not too bothered if you've got one of the best scoring big men in the league, and then you've got one of the best scoring guards in the league, and you've got decent players around them. I like Patrick Williams. Um, yeah, so, so I, I think it's a pretty big win for them. They've got the best player on deadline day, and I'm sure they're pretty happy with that. 
Yeah, as you say, the Bulls aren't too far off the eighth spot at the moment. There are a few teams in and around that are in surprising positions at the moment, to say those. Mm. You see the Pacers are currently Celtic. below eighth, so are the Raptors. The Celtics are only eighth at the moment. So it's, it's still mm. not easy. But as you say about with the Bulls, about the playmaking, I remember us having this conversation a while ago, and we were talking about Kobe White and whether they'd decided that he wasn't going to be you know, the guy that they tried to to push forward to help with that. But he's actually come on a decent amount this season and he's helping out with that. And Vucevic does, he racks up a few assists. You know, he's obviously not going to be a playmaker, a great playmaker, but he does rack Mm. a few assists. So he should help out slightly there. But as you say, the the other things he brings, the scoring, the rebounding, the spacing, it's just massive. I mean, I think the over riding rumour as well with the Bulls going into it was about Lonzo Ball. Um, I think that would have been quite a decent fit. I didn't really understand why the Pelicans would be looking to trade Lonzo Ball either though. I think, I, it's think more, it would... I think it's pressure from Lonzo wanting to get out if I'm being honest. Potentially, potentially. Um, but yeah, that, that's a win for the Bulls. It definitely is. Um, and I think a key component to this is that I'm sure the Celtics are probably looking at Vucevic as well because they've got a big hole at the centre position. Um, it just takes away that little bit of sort of uh, it takes it away from the rivals for that spot. Um, but yeah, they'll be looking to make a playoff push this this season, which is exciting for them. Yeah, I didn't have a I great mean, outlook for the Bulls either. So. No, um, uh, just just whilst we're talking about as well on the Celtics. So yeah, we said Evan Fournier, um, uh, the Magic man. I mean, I understand three fifths of their starting lineup has, has gone out the door today. So, I mean, they're just in, obviously, full rebuild mode. Who have they got, like, youngsters-wise? They've got Markel Fultz to build around, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, Wendell. Um, both out with out. ACLs. <laughs> yeah, they, they just yeah. picked up um, RJ Hampton, obviously, in one of the deals. Decent young guard. Gary Harris as well. He's not old, but, I mean, he's been around the league for, what, five, yeah. six years. So, um, yeah, it's a bit... No bumba. No bumba. Yeah, it, it, it's just tough. I mean, in these situations... It, Nine times out of ten, you're now going to be looking like this is going to be quite a tough five years, is what I'd say in terms yeah, of magic. Yeah, it's, it's strange as well because when you like, I'm thinking about it and just looking at the time frame of because we've said quite a few people have said for a few years, you know, did a magic break it up? Do they not? Like they've always been a fringe playoff team, like they usually get in like the eighth spot. Sometimes they miss out just. And you look at that whole time span, you think the value that Aaron Gordon is in. Because Aaron Gordon, he's obviously a very good player, but I don't think he's at a particularly high point in terms of what his value is at the moment. Mm. And and so I, I do find it strange. I mean, Vucevic is obviously playing really well. But I find it strange that they decided to pull the trigger now. I mean, it could be something to do with the fact that there's no crowds. You know, it makes it a little bit easier to tank. I know. Maybe that doesn't really play into their to their decision making. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it was ever an issue of like real quality for me in terms of the magic. Like I think they've got uh, all the players they've traded. I think are pretty decent, and I think they had a pretty decent team going into the season. It's just that it doesn't really make sense. Um, like they had a, just a load of big men, like kind of getting in each other's way, and I just think they need a complete reset on how yeah. they want to sort of just build this franchise going forward. And I think 
if you if you can tank and get a guy like Cade Cunningham, who's the number one rated prospect in this year's draft, I'd say yeah. just go for it because there's no crowd pressure. Um, yeah, they're not going to get. Guess, I guess maybe as well looking at looking at it the other way, there is a probably more than ever this season competition for those like seventh and eighth playoff spots. There's a load of teams that are in for shout now, mm. more so than I think there have been in previous years. So maybe that went into the thinking. I'm not sure. I think it's better to be on a side rather than in the middle. If you know, yeah. you're either a buyer or a seller. And I'm think I think I'd be pretty happy they just decided, yeah, let's just sell this year. Mm, yeah, potentially. Um, anyway, another uh, another kind of big key trade and bit of news that was going around on trade deadline day was if Carl Lowry was going to be staying in Toronto um, or if he was going to be going elsewhere with the the Sixers, the Heat, a few other teams all interested in his. Um, and in the end he's ended up staying in Toronto the Raptors are keeping Carl Lowry uh, from Woj Masai Ujiri didn't find a package that compelled him to trade Carl Lowry and Lowry had always been fine with completing the season with the Raptors uh, that means he's now going to be heading into free agency this summer um, do you think I mean I didn't personally like the fit of him on the Sixers especially for what they probably have had to have given up for him um, I also didn't realise he was 35 so can understand probably there's going to be some hesitations on teams there to, to pay out big time, especially with when you look at how Chris Paul went earlier mm. on and sort of the dynamic around the pricing for Chris Paul, who's obviously an older point guard as well, better than Carl Lowry. There's no disrespect to Carl Lowry, fantastic player, but he's not Chris Paul. Um, are you surprised that that Carl Lowry stayed in Toronto or is it kind of... I'm, I'm not sure? surprised mainly because, as you said, he wasn't against be staying in Toronto and then going into free agency, so he wouldn't have been pushing for it, which generally helps get the trades over the line to other teams. But in terms of the Sixers, I did think he would be a decent addition for them if they were. Uh, yeah. if they, I think the main names you'd have to give up is someone like a Seth Curry or something like that. I haven't looked at it perfectly to see how it would line up, but it's just one of those things where you look at it and you think, yes, he'd help them compete against, you know, the Nets team when it's fully decked out. I know KD hasn't played in about a billion games, but he will be coming back. Or you look at it the other hand and you think, well, you know, Ben Simmons and Embiid are still really young. You don't have to be like, oh, yeah, we've got to win now. Go for it when you've got someone as old as Lowry. But at the same time, you mentioned Chris Paul. You look at, you know, he's an older point guard, but you look at how people's opinions have changed on him and what he could give to a team and how well he's been doing. Oh, no, no, I, I mean in terms of the, the sums of values that the, the Suns had to trade for, for Chris Paul. Like you think if there was at the time for that, or it, it, like the value of Chris Paul now and how you'd have to get him in terms of Kyle Lowry as well. And that's what yeah, I mean. There's, yeah, absolutely, Lowry, there's no disrespect good. on Chris Paul. Chris Paul could walk into pretty much every single team in this league. So Yeah, and, and Lowry's not on as a bigger contract as well. Another team I saw that people were uh, whether there was any truth for or not, I don't know. Were putting with Lowry was the Lakers, and then yeah. maybe giving up someone like a Kuzma or a Montrezl Harrell. And I thought that wouldn't have been terrible either. But in the end, he's managed. My, to, he, he's staying in Toronto. Yeah, my, my favorite one of all of the hypotheticals was him landing in Brooklyn to form the Brooklyn Bubble Butts and have <laughs> a uh, really thick backcourt of him and James Harden. But that wasn't to be. <laughs> I mean. Obviously, they were just demanding a little bit too highly for Kyle Lowry. Um, 
which I can kind of understand from the perspective of they're 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 pretty bad, but I suppose they don't really need to. They they could still make the playoffs. Um, mm. I suppose they're in the in between position. I said just a moment ago that I don't really like, but you know he's he's a Raptors legend as well. We kind of have to take that into a little bit of account. Like mm-hmm. they're probably not going to want to give him up for nothing. And the wide reporting was that they weren't going to give up a give him up uh, to Miami anyway. I think they were demanding Matisse Fiber at least from the Sixers and like two first round picks, which is quite a lot. Um, yeah, I guess that is a bit much. Yeah. And from the Heat, it was like Tyler Hero and two first round picks. Again, you can sign this guy in the summer. He's a he's a free mm. agent in the summer. So it just comes to the question of like, does he significantly increase our chances of winning a championship like this season against the Nets? And he might have done like he's he's got the playoff chops. I know he's he's had some failings in the playoffs, of course, but he's got his experiences there. One of the best, he's a very good shooter, very good playmaker. I think more for the Heat, it would have made sense because sometimes when you look at their offense and the way it's just set out, it's a bit of a mess. And I think he could have really helped with that. Um, but I, I, when it comes down to it, if they if that was their sticking point, they wanted one of Fireball or a Tyler Hero for him, and you can get him for free. Well, you'd have to give him quite a lot of money, but you can get him for no players in the summer. I can fully understand why neither team did it. And uh, they each got, you know, different, what what they felt solved the is- an issue, really. You know, the Miami Heat went for Oladipo, which um, may not solve the playmaking issues too much, but he's a good scorer, a good defender. And uh, the Sixers went for George Hill. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see where he ends up in the summer. Hmm. On on the uh, on the subject of the Raptors, there was a one trade. It's probably the trade not not that's going to impact the league the most, but I thought it was quite an interesting one when looking at. at I feel like a lot of these there's a clear winner on one side and a loser on the other so far, but one that I thought was an interesting one was the Norman Powell to the Blazers one mm. because I do think he Norman Powell's been playing really well this year. I think he's got the third highest three-point percentage for people that have taken more than 200 three-pointers. Yeah. And he's averaging like nearly 20 points. Yeah. But I do think that Gary Trent Jr. is a nice little pickup for the Raptors. I also agree. And I also don't think that that was what really Portland needed. Um, I think because they were proper in for Aaron Golden, um, who obviously went to the Denver Nuggets. I kind of want to talk about that a bit more in a second, actually. Um, yeah. And I think that was the move that really suited them because they need that sort of defensive... You know, I've seen Aaron Gordon have some very good defensive possessions against some of the best players in the league. Um, that's what I think they needed. I didn't think they needed, like, another good offensive guard, if that makes sense. Mm. And I know Norman Powell is really good, like you mentioned, by statistics. He's better than I think people expect. But yeah, it was a bit of a weird one for me because I, I too quite like Gary Trent and he's a better sort of, well, maybe not now, but a, a good defensive prospect moving forward. So he's I, I'm younger in as well. Yeah. yeah, I think it struck me as like, oh, we didn't get Aaron Gold, we've got to get someone a little bit. Um, and I don't think that was the right decision for them, but they're, they're pretty good at that sort of stuff. So we shall see how it shakes out. Few, another bit of a breaking news is that um, LaMarcus Aldridge is finalising a contract buyout with the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, he'll be going to Miami. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know where he'll be going, but 
that was always happening. Anyone is surprised that Andre Drummond or Marcus Aldridge didn't get traded? You shouldn't be surprised. It was always going to no. go to a buyout for them too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say have my you know have it dead set on it being Miami. To be fair, it could be, but I think there's also the possibility he could go to the Celtics. Um, they need a big body still. I mean, they they got Mo Wagner, um, who is pretty decent to be fair, but I think overall quite an underwhelming deadline day for for the Boston Celtics. I know Lewis, we always dub you as the aficionado of the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I guess that's so. not true. In yeah, but I've accepted it now that it's amongst us three. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. And it's not going to be either of you two, so it is me. And you don't cut. Day, so you're saying if you don't get cut on your arm, you don't bleed green. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, <laughs> shockingly enough, I don't bleed green. But yeah, I mean, they need a centre. They just do. So, <laughs> and, uh, Dan, as you what say, if Danny Ainge made any phone calls, if it was like. Do you know what? I'm not accepting any offers for Tatum or Brown. That's it. None of that. And he just didn't even bother. That's the kind of... I he just always gets anyone that, doesn't he? The, Yeah, he always... Oh, he goes for the whole lot. Like, I'm not trading Brown or Tatum under any circumstances. And I think that's just his mentality from the Celtics for it. But yeah, he talked about Mo Wagner and it, it, in that Daniel Tice is going to Chicago. So that's one less big man. <laughs> so now, so now they really... Good defensively, so... To be fair, in the playoffs last season, he was pretty bloody good. And uh, he was all right. He was, he he was, was all defensive right metrics wise. He was quite high up. He got shredded by Bam. Yeah. Then it went Don't downhill. Give me metrics. Look at eye tests. Like. Then, then it went. You know, even on the eye test before he got to the Heat, he was doing really well. But against the Sixers, he was unreal. He, he had him beat on he, toast on the perimeter from now, from now and then. Even <laughs> even so, obviously, they needed a big man, and now he's gone. They need a big man even more. So you talk about the buyouts and two people we mentioned in there. Is something going to happen there? I don't know. I don't know how they. Sort I mean, if that they out, look but... at, I'd be looking at Andre Drummond more than Lamarcus Aldridge if I was the, the Celtics. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. Andre Drummond is going either to the Lakers or to the Nets. It's as simple as that. I expect the Lakers. I expect the Lakers. I think he'd want to go to the Lakers more than the Nets as well, personally. Um, and then Lamarcus Aldridge, I'd see him rather going to the Heat than the Celtics right now. Yeah. I'd see him at the well, bottom of the rotation, to be honest. We'll wait and see what happens. But, yeah, the Celtics do look like they're going to carry on the rest of the season with a big hole in their roster. I mean, um, one thing I'll give him a little bit of credit for, and I know a lot of Celtics fans weren't exactly happy that Evan Fournier was their kind of big deadline day acquisition, but he's averaging 19 points of decent shooting splits. Um, one of the big issues they have is just they, they don't score enough. Their offense is pretty poor especially when one of Tatum and Brown or both of them ain't on the court together so that's decent um but it's not enough yeah, to really and the get Cel- on. and the Celtics oh no that was gone <laughs> I'm trying to think here I was going to say and then realize he's not been at the Celtics for it I was going to say about Brad Wanamaker you know he's been to the Warriors he's been to the Warriors yeah. wasn't he yeah, yeah he's gone to the Hornets um but yeah that, that's something decent but I don't think it really puts them where they think they should be, which is obviously they, they've made the Eastern Conference Finals, I think, three out of the four last times. And I can, uh, if I could guarantee anything, they're not going to the Eastern Conference Finals this season. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think I'm in agreement with that. Um, so what else we got? Well, you wanted I, to I talk mean, I about switch... Aaron Golden a bit more. Yeah, we yeah, talk about Aaron Golden. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Being in Denver now, Jokic lobbing him up, some uh, some big fat alley-oops. I think this is very decent, to be fair, because 
he kind of fills the Jeremy Grant void uh, that was left mm-hmm. there in terms of defense. Like I said, I've seen Aaron Golden guard James Harden and Kawhi Leonard to quite a, a decent level. I mean, I'm not saying he's one of the best defenders in the league, but he can guard one through five pretty easily. Um, I don't think they gave up too much crazy for him. I mean, I know RJ Hampton was a pretty decent prospect going into the draft, but since then it's kind of tailed off. And Gary Harris, who was pretty good a couple of seasons ago, again, lost complete confidence in offense. I don't know what's going wrong there, but Golden, decent shooter, uh, obviously immensely athletic. Um, Jokic could open up a lot of things for him. And I think, though I don't think he's exactly like a, a proper third piece, I think you'd expect Michael Porter Jr. to evolve into that a little bit. He's, I think he's a very decent addition and he bolsters their chances a lot more this season now that he's there. Yeah, I mean, as you say, big benefit to the Nuggets of getting him is people were lamenting the Nuggets for getting rid of Jeremy Grant because you look at you look at the Western Conference, you look at the best teams and you see not so much the Jazz. I'll leave the Jazz aside. We've all got our aspersions with the Jazz anyway, so... You look at yeah. the two LA teams and yeah, who, are the, who, time, LA's, yeah. who are the LA's two best players? It's Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James, those wings. And they had a massive hole in their team now where they were probably going to run rampant. And now you've got Aaron Golden, he can help with that somewhat. So that's one benefit. And the other one is for quite a while, people have been saying Denver could really do with that third option that would really push them over the edge. But it's always been a conversation of, oh, they'll probably have to give up Michael Porter Jr. or they'll just have to stick with Michael Porter Jr. and hope he becomes what they need him to be. Well, now you've got Michael Porter Jr. and you've managed to get that guy who could be a third option for you. Yeah. When you explain it like that as well, that, you know, win-win that is, 100%. Um, I don't know, George, if you agree with us, if you're as high on on the goals as us. Does it tip? Uh, is it a good trade? Yes. Does it tip the balance for them to be taken seriously still in the like really tough bits of the playoffs? For me, no. But I mean, who knows? In terms of if players goes down, Denver were impressive in the playoffs last year. Who knows what can happen? Um, obviously, it's going to need time to bed in normally these things. Um, but it's a good pickup for Denver, and it's it's a solid trade for them. Is is the uh, the overriding factor, I think, on the on this. I mean, I think they had to kind of go for it because I, I do think the West is a little bit open, like the door is opening a little bit more now. I was pretty dead set on it being like Lakers and no one else. But if, you know, LeBron and AD continue to have their health problems, you know, who knows what can what can crop up. And if your competition is the Jazz or the Clippers and all that, you know, I, I fancy the Nuggets. I don't, I wouldn't pick them to necessarily win those series, but I think this definitely helps them a lot. Yeah, I, I'd agree. With um, I want to move. Uh, I want to move on from a uh, from a big man here to uh, to a little guard, not so little. But um, I want to talk about the trade involving Lou Will and um, Rondo because uh, I think for me this is a bit of a mad trade. If I'm being completely honest, for how cheap Lou Will has gone. Now I understand he's not been great this season, but and and the Clippers needed a point guard. But I mean, I, am I? Am I in, in, on my own here? Do you not think he went for it's, very cheap? It's a strange one because obviously Rondo, the Clippers could have potentially got Rondo at the start of the season, but he ended up going to the Hawks. And we don't, 
we don't know how much they pushed for Ronda at the start of the season. Maybe they just turned down and chose the Hawks. I don't know. I can't really remember, to be honest. Funny you remembers then, say. But now, uh, go on, though. No, no, I always found that Hulk, him going to the Hawks quite confusing anyway, to be fair. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now they've traded Lou Will, who, you know, one thing that people really liked about the Clippers when the roster first formed when Kawhi and PG got there was they had two players off the bench in Lou Will and Montrose Harrell who just guaranteed you so many points. And now obviously Montrose Harrell's with the Lakers and Lou, with Lou Will going, that's not there anymore. He he hasn't been as good this season, you're right. But he's still someone you, you'd rather have him on your team than not, put it that way. And I know we talk about and I don't want to sell Rondo short here because the, the two massive things with Rondo is one, the playmaking. They really needed some playmaking, mm. the Clippers. And so that does help that massively. And his experience in the playoffs and the fact that he is a champion will will help. And he can be vocal for that team or a bit more vocal with that team. You know, we talk about Kawhi, the type of leader he is. He's a bit more quiet. Maybe Rondo could fill the role a little bit there. So I do very much like it in that sense. But the fact they did give up Lou Will and the fact that Rondo was a free agent at the start of the season, it yeah, it, it's not fantastic. I'm certainly a lot more positive on the trade, for the Clippers anyway, than I think you two are. I think, although I like Lou Will, and he's one of the best bench scorers of all time, all of that, he is quite literally unplayable in the playoffs at some stages because of how bad he is defensively. Mm. Um, and like his offensive numbers go down, his efficiency goes down a little bit. Um, and I think there has been a little bit of lag after that, that, that sort of atrocious collapse they've had this last season from him personally. So uh, for all the mention- reasons you mentioned for in terms of Rondo being a positive, the playmaking, the leadership, um, the experience and I think the defense as well he's a pretty good defender even at his age at the guard position um for all those reasons I think it's the right move for them but like for, for me it's it's quite resoundingly the right move for them yeah uh, I do agree I do think it is the right move personally because I think the the things you lose are offset by what you gain because I do think they were really glaring issues for for the Clippers, but I think the circumstances that there were at the start of the season and n- now what's happened, I don't know. I, I, it, it doesn't feel like it's as much of a win as maybe it is. I'm not sure. Uh, all this feels a little bit sort of like these movements feels sort of not futile, I'm going to say, or meaningless, but the, I, I just feel like the Nets have such a big talent advantage still over the rest of the league. Um, so I feel like it, the Western Conference move particularly might help in getting out of the conference. But then I'm thinking like, okay, you're going, you're if the Clippers somehow make it to the finals or something like that, and you're going to battle with Kyrie Harden and Kevin Durant and like Rondo, Paul George and Kawhi, like you know who I'm taking in that scenario. Um, mm. It, I think it's pretty telling that a lot of people call this a bit of a a, you know, a less eventful deadline, shall we say, than than others. And I think it's pretty telling that a lot of the league may be a bit like, 
you know in those warriors years where people were sort of like uh, there's no point in even trying to compete um mm. maybe there's a little bit of that in this as well i don't know i, I was surprised the lakers didn't make a, a big move i well i will say that i'm just i'm just happy for for lou williams if i'm being honest Go back to Atlanta, pop yeah. into Magic City. <laughs> Little side order of lemon pepper wings, and he's all sorted now. Back he owns the, the uh, yeah, he owns that phrase now, doesn't he? He did his uh, <laughs> trademark for it. So anyone making t-shirts and caps, Lou Will's coming for his bag. Um, is there anything else we haven't mentioned? I know JJ Reddick went to the Mavs. I don't have a great deal to say about that, other than I think they needed some shooting and they got some. Yeah, I it's a it's a good replacement for Seth Curry. Um, I think obviously JJ Reddick's getting on, but he's still one of the best shooters in the league. Um, didn't really give up that much for to get him as well. So um, I think another big story would be um, Lonzo Ball not moving. Uh, I know we touched on it briefly at the top, yeah. but um, I, it didn't make sense to me that they were ever going to move him. Now I, I like the fit of him and Zion. I just it is for me. It's the feeling that it's the player that wants out. You, you know um, what? Maybe this is somewhat controversial, but I'm starting to dislike the fit between him and Brandon Ingram. A little bit. Uh, in yeah, what way? That's just mine. Do you in mean Zion that, and Brandon Ingram? Yeah, Zion and Brandon yeah. Ingram, sorry. Um, in the way that they're both averaging like 25 points and they're not winning any games kind of way. Well, the thing that's worrying for me is, first off on the Lonzo and the Zion fit, it should work better than it does. It's It's a strange one, and I don't know why it doesn't work better than it does. Maybe... Maybe it's the aggression from Lonzo. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know what it is, but it, re- it really doesn't work as well as it should do. Like you see it in glimpses, but it, it's just not working out. But the the more concerning thing, and you talk about the Brandon Ingram's eye on fit, if you look at... I can't remember word for word what the exact stat is, but it's it's looking at the like how much offensive benefit the player gives you and how much defensive benefit the player gives you and Lonzo's is actually higher than Zion's and you look at Zion's and Zion's offensive benefit is massive but his defensive benefit is massively negative Hmm. and that is a massive issue I think for for the Pelicans at the moment offensively he is unbelievably efficient Zion it's actually mind boggling He, he can just get a bucket whenever he wants but he has been absolutely terrible defensively this year. There's no getting away from it. Yeah, maybe I'm being pedantic in terms of like the offensive stuff because they, I think they can get by offensively, even if I don't think the fit is seamless between those two. I'm talking about BI, but BI and Zion, mm. by the way. Maybe it's just a pure defensive issue. And I, I think I, that's mainly what it is with yeah. uh, Brandon Ingram Zion. I think he's a massive. They not neither of them try. Them. They don't try. Yeah, and and I, I you know talking about that that statistic I was talking about earlier, I think Brandon Ingram's got the same thing, but yeah. he's a little bit better off defensively, but a little bit worse off offensively. It's basically the same the same story. The guy is not playing defense well at all. Hmm. Well, I know Zion's a restricted free agent in the summer, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Did I say Zion? I meant, I meant Lonza. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say I was, I was Zion. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, but, yeah, Lonza's a so, restricted free agent. Yeah, you, you know, you say you think it's more the player, right? I think it might be a bit of both. Yeah, potentially. Um, who else didn't move? John Collins didn't move. Um, John Collins did not move, no. No. 
well, one, one thing, thing actually. Oh god. Sorry, if, if you want to say something about John Collins. No, no, it's alright. No, it's alright. One uh one move that we haven't talked about. It's a little one, but it's a nice one, I think. Is George Hill going to the Sixers? I think that's a nice little pickup. He's a you know a nice a guard who's sh- he hasn't been shooting as well as he was last year, where he was leading three point percentage in the entire league. But it's it's a nice pickup for them, I think. Not game changing, but just nice. I'm in agreement. I remember him in the playoffs for the Bucks and it, it was a big fat meh. I was more impressed with DiVincenzo than George Hill. So, um, I like DiVincenzo though, to be fair. I like DiVincenzo. That's not, that's not a slot on no, DiVincenzo. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, like DiVincenzo isn't going to move anyone's needle. So, um, another one I quickly want to talk about as well. Denver did pick up JaVel McGee. Um, <laughs> JaVel, McGee go, JaVel McGee goes under the radar of most. Um, yeah. I'm glad to see he got out of Cleveland. That's all I hope. So, Because well, um, I know his, his YouTube content was going down and I was a bit <laughs> worried for his morale there. So hopefully up in Denver, uh, he's got Team South Park on him. So, you know, he's all good. It, 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 definitely, it definitely means he won't be going to the Nets. So it'll, no. if they don't get Drummond, it looks like they're kind of going into the playoffs without that recognised centre type person. Um, I well, think DeAndre Jordan, but yeah, I, think yeah. I mean, the Warriors have proved that you don't necessarily need that, especially with the two stars that the Warriors had, let alone the arguable four stars that the uh, the Nets have. So, yeah, I mean, uh, as you were talking about before, Louis, I don't want to, you know, be too abrupt with with my opinion, but the only thing at the moment, if you ask me now, I think that the Nets just are going to win the championship if the Lakers do end up getting Drummond. <laughs> That'll help. We can, That'll we help can have these. But, we can have these yeah. big old discussions of chip talk and all of that. I will say that the Nets at three to one with a certain bookmaker that is a popular one in the UK is a bit mental to me. Um, but uh, just before, win- just before this, oh go on there. No, I was just saying that winning every single game and Kevin Durant ain't played in like ten. Yeah, so. it, it it seems that um, the bag might be being put on the Nets. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, just before we go in. in I want one team that's won the trade deadline and one team that's lost it. Lewis, you go first. Oh, you've thrown me on that quick. I will say team that's won the deadline. No, no, no. Just, just the team. Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm just looking through the trades now to think. Uh, if you're thinking, Louis, you got it in your head. Uh, go on, yeah, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> God, okay. Uh, one, I would say Denver to me. Um, right. Denver the Bulls, but I'll go Denver. Um, yeah. Lost Lakers or Celtics. I'll go Lakers. Okay. Lakers. So Denver and Lakers, Lewis. All right. I'll change one thing on that because I don't want to be the exact same. I'll go <laughs> one Bulls just because they've got the best player. And lost, I'm going to go Celtics as well because they really needed a big man. I'm going to say won it Miami and I'm going to say lost it the Celtics. Um <laughs> What's wrong with Miami? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll say it all as it is unfortunate that we all pick the Celtics. I mean, the Miami. Oh, yeah. Fun. But I mean, I think the overriding one here at the minute is it's looking like a big fat Celtic cell. I mean, I've even seen, like, whilst we've been talking, I, I know it came out before, but I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge is going to speak to lots of teams, but Miami are expected to be the front runner. So, like, they're not even going to be getting Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> they're absolutely not getting Andre Drummond. So, I don't really know what. Uh, what Danny Ainge is doing, probably just fielding off calls and being like, "It's a big dub because we kept Brown and Tatum." So yes, um, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll leave that one there. That is the NBA trade deadline. Probably after we record this, there'll be some massive blockbuster trade that just come out from nowhere. 
and uh, that's how these typical things go. But um, yeah, that's that. Make sure you follow us on our socials. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of it at Swingman Pod. Check out our website, www.swingmanpod.com. Give us a follow on all of our socials because we're really active on all of them, apart from TikTok, where we've kind of neglected it a bit. But anyway, um, thank you very much for listening. If you could leave this uh, podcast a review, that would be grateful. It would be very grateful for me. Uh, and yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers for listening.